Hi, this is John Easdale from Dramarama, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with your host, Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. We're here on Feral Tempting Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and we are joined in the studio by Vivian Cook. Hello. Who is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And we are doing a deep, dark solstice episode where we're talking about bullying <laughs> America's favorite topic America's favorite topic going with the we got a bully as president we got a potential bully as the host of this show <laughs> um, so and now I'm inviting one of my friends who is an educator who has been working with the recognize de-escalate decode protocol if you could call it that and she's an old friend I'd like to welcome her to Radio 8 Ball, Rhonda K. Bob. Well, hi. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about what you do. I, I have been a teacher for 15 years, and currently I'm an administrator. I'm a DOE, Director of Education, at a proprietary or for-profit school uh, in higher education out here in the Colorado Springs area. No, Betsy DeVos would and love you. Yeah, what do you, I don't even know what that means, oh, but I, I push a lot of paper, and I teach a lot of people. Right. And uh, I was talking about the for-profit schools. You know. And you have, uh, you and I have known each other for a long, long time. You used to be a, well, you, I guess you're still a fan of my music, even though I'm not making it anymore. But you were always, you were always a big supporter of my music when I toured through Canton, Ohio. And, oh, yeah, you know, huge fan. Huge fan. I still am. Well, and you, you're, and you're always very nice about uh, supporting the stuff that I put and I put on social media, and uh, just a great person. And you have, uh, like I said, you've worked with this. Uh, you've been inspired by this idea of recognize, de-escalate, decode. And I, I kind of wanted to have you talk a little bit about how you're implementing that into the institution where you're the DOE. I, I will do that for you. Um, and if I'm long-winded, as sometimes teachers get to be, you can just cut me off or tell me, oh, that's great, or that's enough. Um, so thank you for saying that I'm a nice person. I think that's what gets me into trouble sometimes in the proprietary environment. I'm not exactly a super cutthroat. So it was kind of a revelation somewhere around 2012 when I opened my eyes really wide, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm surrounded by a lot of bullies. That's what this is. And the, you know, corporate America itself, uh, pretty much, you know, founded by bullies, I think, but the proprietary sector in general, it's run by a lot of bullies, I think. And so I thought, do I just run screaming from this or do I try to help 
to people that I care about, my team members, my staff, my faculty, my students, do I try to help them? So I did, and I tried to stay in to do the best I could for them and by them and for me. And I found myself as a buffer a lot of the times uh, between the good guys and the bullies. So I had a lot to learn, and it was confusing and overwhelming and, wow, that I have a lot of headaches. So we flash forward to mm, four to five years here in 2016-2017, and I see um, you talking about bullying on, uh, on your social media page. And I think for a long time, myself and some other friends, we thought bullying was just something that happened on the playground or maybe it was a very simple thing to understand. And wow, it's just not. It's really complicated and adults do it. They do it all the time. Uh, and it's so ingrained that it's like uh, an undercurrent uh, right now in the U.S. It's just always there. And when I finally connected into it, like, how do I stop this so you're um, speaking about uh, recognize, de-escalate, decode, and direct or redirect, it kind of just, I don't say like a slap in the face, but a, uh, oh, hey, Rhonda, you can use this in the classroom for classroom management. You can use this at meetings when people start shouting for no reason at all. You can use this when um, maybe superiors or even sometimes staff or students start behaving in a really unprofessional and or bullying manner. And so I did. And so I took what I now refer to as the RDD squared and I made it into a presentation. I made it into a PowerPoint. I used it in an in-service. I sometimes when I'm having a really overwhelming day and literally feel surrounded by corporate bullies, I stop take a deep breath, I look around, I listen to my breathing, and I say, Rhonda, recognize us for what this is. You are being bullied right now. You're seeing someone being bullied right now. How can you calm everyone down? How can you de-escalate the situation? And if you can't calm everyone down, who can you calm down? And then take some time to decode later. Sometimes can't do it later, sometimes you got to do it on the spot, make a quick call for the safety of an entire campus of 600 people. So I've had to learn how to do that as well when it's time to decode. And then redirect or direct for the first time, sometimes as the case may be, um, can also come quickly or it can come a little bit later after um, maybe there's further decoding needed. Maybe you need to bring in more people, maybe you need to... Um, I don't know, sleep on it, as they say, to figure out what is the best solution for the situation, if there's even a solution. I've also noticed with RDD squared, sometimes there's not a solution. There's just a continual decoding process. And there's just the constant need for me to still, after all this time, um, 15 years in the sector, to be a buffer or to be the person who de-escalates the situation. So I also, I would like to thank you as well. I've submitted this uh, paper to a conference. I've I've talked about, yeah, I've talked about it um, for the first time as something really passionate, uh, a trend that I'm really passionate about uh, in the industry. And I really, 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 really want them to take it. I want them to love it as much as I do. 
So what is your <laughs> what's what's your question for the Pop Oracle, Rhonda? Okay. This is for anyone who may be listening to this. I want to know what happens after the death of the proprietary sector. Because the Trump administration would love for it to hang around for a while. I've watched it from the inside grow and morph and change and do some good and do some bad for the last 15 years. But I personally think that it's going to end. And I want to know what happens after that. So, and by proprietary going, sector, you're talking about for for-profit education, like correct, the, like the, the institution where you work. Sector, yes, got it. Not prisons just yet, just the schools. So, uh, so this, repeat the question again one more time, just so I got it. Sure. What happens after proprietary schools die? Okay, and now to engage the pop oracle. On your behalf, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 na. Wheel of eight. And that is song number two, which is just kids. <laughs> Today, from a friend who speaks in poetry, she brought up some painful memories that they told us time would heal. So, tell me how I feel and watch the years evaporate. Suddenly, we're all too late again. I guess I knew time wouldn't bring any answers. Still, I thought she might have come up with something to say to fill the silences of they who used to fill shoes. Don't ever ask me what's there to lose. There's a lot. out in the rain too long and there's beauty and truth in that just be careful how far you go cause there's a point of no return so let's move somewhere cheap and just read for like a year I'll bring the weed you bring the beer and I'll gladly hear you say that we were just kids if you'll explain how that makes 
That was the answer to Rhonda's question: What will be there? What's going to be there for pri- proprietary education after it dies, or what will be there after after pro- after, after it <laughs> it retires after it uh, after it sails? Clear off answer, the right? Yes. <laughs> uh, I thought there was a lot of really good stuff in that. Um, so, Vivian, want to tell us a little bit about the background of that song? I yeah, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. Should I hold this phone? No, I won't worry about the phone. Um, so that is a song I wrote about a letter I received. Um, I grew up in Palo Alto, uh, which is a town that has a terrible teen suicide problem. Um, so growing up, uh, we had a lot of kids jump in front of trains Um Palo Alto High School. Yeah, sorry, just to get real heavy real fast. Palo Alto High School is located between the train tracks and the fourth best university in the country. So I don't think that was ever a good combo. Um, And I got a letter from one of my friends in college uh, who I would consider primarily a poet, but I suppose she considers herself primarily a scientist these days. She's getting her Ph.D. in clinical neuropsychology. Um, and she wrote me this letter, and uh, it was just talking about uh, a fall day in New York. Uh, she went to the park with a mutual friend, and I think, you know, like they were drinking sangria and watching the old Latinx people dance. Um, and the letter ended, she, she just said, um, I'm so glad that you're still alive, and I'm still alive, and that so many of us are <laughs> Because it wasn't, um, it was rough there for a while. Um, you didn't really know which of your friends would make it through. But we all did, um, and we're all very close now. <laughs> but that's what that story's about. It's also a Patty Smith reference, if you read that book. Um, that was yeah. a brilliant book. Yeah, great book, great book. I love yep. Maplethorpe, so it was exciting to get that backstory. But yeah, I could see some connections to what we're talking about. <laughs> well, what did you think, Rhonda? Were you able to pick anything out of that? Yeah, even before she said the Patty Smith reference, mm-hmm. which I just finished that book a couple weeks ago and cried at the end like a child. Um, I love this song. I have to say that I've been a fan of Radio 8 Ball for so long years and years and years and it never fails to deliver (laughs) it never fails to show you a side that you could just really never see coming so um uh, vivian mentioned that the song is about some of the kids who make it and some who don't of course that's what school is some students make it some don't but also because of the volatility of the uh, proprietary education sector some of my colleagues haven't made it they um there is no discernment between good guys and bad guys when death comes calling, and some of my folks haven't made it. Um, heart attacks took them out, a lot of stress, cancers, um, a lot of those things took them out, and they didn't, they're not going to get to see 
they haven't seen this progress, so to speak, and they won't be there at the end, and I really wish they were. Um, and uh, on the flip side, children are very powerful. Uh, I don't think sometimes they know some things they say and do are very powerful, or even if adults take them seriously all the time, but um, sometimes their words, they can, with their words alone, they can make your heart sing or they can break it. And I think that goes for a lot of people um, in the sector that I'm thinking about, too. They may not know, some of them, the damage that they've caused. Um, and on the flip side, some of them may not know um, the wonderful things that they've done for other people. I guess that's the beauty of education, and that will still be there when it's all... When the flames of proprietary die down to little embers that I roast my marshmallows over, uh, all of the education and the people I met along the way and the lessons we learned, all that stuff will still be there. I'll, I'll still have access to that. There were some lines there that really jumped out to me, if this were my question. When I mentioned Betsy DeVos, she's the new education secretary, and she's a big champion of for-profit education. And so it may... <laughs> The, there's definitely some 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 big money in the game of trying to keep that uh, keep that beast alive, and there were some lines oh, yeah. in the song that really jumped out to me that line they're making numbers out of names. That seems like a, an example of for profit education. Uh, they were yeah. somehow the same, uh, uh, and it's uh, it's not a lack. It's just a life left out in the rain too long. Like the like again like there's uh, people who like crushed by student debt and they're, you know, they end up people who can't make a living because they can't afford to pay for the education they had to get so that they could get the job that they can't afford to, you know, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Mm. And then that idea of let's move somewhere cheap and just read <laughs> for like a year. Maybe that's the answer, like the answer to what's on the other side of the death of proprietary education oh, yeah. it's is self-education. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. You know, just find some free education cheap. online. Yeah. And I think that's something that people in Olympia are like, that's kind of the idea of Olympia is it's someplace cheap that you can go Ooh, and learn. You're selling me on it. And it's a vicious little town. Mm. Um, but, you know, you might have a good time there. <laughs> They'd love you. <laughs> uh, Everybody loves me. <laughs> so, well, I think there was some I think there was some valuable stuff in there. We could just keep going deeper and deeper. But I think we're just going to let this episode continue to play on. But uh, Rhonda, you're also a writer. Is there anything? Can you tell us where we can find some of your writing? Oh, uh, sure can. I'm on Amazon.com right now. You can find me in magazines like Grindhouse Purgatory and Exploitation Nation. Cool. And my books are on there as well under Rhonda K. Bachman. And I will provide the links in the show information. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, Rhonda. <laughs> Wow, thank you so much, Vivian. That was amazing. And you, Andras, are also amazing. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, 
and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the radio. Wave.